to Sound Prince Audio Magazine, a production of the Kentucky Council of the Blind. Sound Prince is underwritten by the American Printing House for the Blind and the Louisville Downtown Lions Club. I'm Carla Rushevel. I'm your host for this week's magazine. Here's the news for the week of February 1, 2015. We've got a packed Sound Prince this week, so don't miss out on any of the information. ACB's Facebook page reached two milestones last week, surpassing the 800 mark and successfully linking with the ACB Twitter page. During this week, we sailed right past 900 likes on Facebook, and this morning, Sunday, February 1, we topped 1,000. If you haven't gotten in on the ACB Facebook page fun yet, visit us at American Council of the Blind Official at either facebook.com or m.facebook.com. Let's let the world know about ACB. The Greater Louisville Council of the Blind and the KCB Next Generation are co-sponsoring an advocacy workshop and spaghetti dinner on Saturday, February 7, at United Crescent Hill Ministries. This will be an information-packed event filled with news you can use, lots of role-playing to hone up your skills, how to get positive results from rehab, TARC, health insurance companies, elected officials, employers, and much more, and when to ask for KCB's help. The bargain table opens at 1.30, and the learning and role-playing begins at 2. Spaghetti dinner is at 5.30. It's $5 per person. Sign up now by calling 502-895-4598. Eric Bridges from the ACB National Office posted information from the Federal Communications Commission this week regarding video description. Because so many of our listeners are interested in video description on TV, we're including this announcement here on our news page. Here is Eric's post from the ACB leadership list on January 30, 2015. Eric says, Below is a message from the FCC that names the top five cable channels that will be covered by the CVAA to provide video-described content on television. Nearly all channels are the same. The one notable change is that ESPN would now be theoretically covered. ESPN has filed a waiver contending that they don't provide enough content that isn't live or near live. ACB will be weighing in on this issue. And here is the notice from the FCC. FCC issues public notice to update list of non-broadcast networks subject to video description requirements. The FCC's rules require multi-channel video programming distributor systems such as cable and satellite providers that serve 50,000 or more subscribers to provide 50 hours of video description per calendar quarter, about four hours per week, during prime time or children's programming on each of the top five non-broadcast networks. The FCC updates the list of top five non-broadcast networks that are subject to the video description requirements every three years. The top five non-broadcast networks that have been subject to the video description requirements since July 1, 2012 are USA, the Disney Channel, TNT, 
Nickelodeon, and TBS. On January 7, 2015, the FCC's Media Bureau issued a public notice announcing the top 10 non-broadcast networks based on 2013-2014 ratings. They are USA Network, ESPN, Turner Network Television, TNT, TBS Network, History, Disney Channel, Fox News Channel, Nickelodeon, A&E Network, and FX. A non-broadcast network may request an exemption within 30 days after publication of the public notice if it believes it should be excluded from the list of top five networks because it does not air at least 50 hours of primetime programming that is not live or near live, recorded less than 24 hours before its first airing per calendar quarter. On January 28, 2015, ESPN requested an exemption. The Media Bureau will evaluate requests from exemption and announce the list of top five non-broadcast networks that will be subject to the video description requirements. This new list of top five networks will take effect beginning July 1, 2015. For example, if ESPN is excluded and no other network files a request for exemption, the top five non-broadcast networks would be USA, TNT, TBS, History, and the Disney Channel. For further information, contact Maria Mularkey, M-U-L-L-A-R-K-E-Y, at 202-418-2120, or Maria, M-A-R-I-A, dot M-U-L-L-A-R-K-E-Y, at F-C-C dot G-O-V. You can also obtain more information about the CVAA and the video description requirements by calling Eric Bridges at the ACB National Office at 202-467-5081 or 800-424-8666, Monday through Friday, 9 to 5, each business day. Janet Dickelman, ACB Convention Coordinator, joins us on page 2 with news of some exciting new technology that will be available at the 2015 ACB National Convention in Dallas. Many of you will recognize Jack Kennedy's name. Jack Kennedy was the assistant director of the Kentucky Business Enterprises for several years, but he left that position with the Kentucky Office for the Blind in December. On page 3, we meet Jack in his new position as director of Independence Place, a cross-disability independent living center in Lexington, Kentucky. Learn about Independence Place and some new sports and recreation programs coming to Kentucky. On page four, we introduce you to the Kentucky Association of the Deaf-Blind as we talk with Rick Roderick, president of KADB, and Sue Ellen Milo during the GLCB Game and Craft Night on Friday, January 30. On page five is the Sound Prince calendar. Page two. The first of our Sound Prince features this week is with Janet Dickelman. Janet is the convention coordinator with the American Council of Blind. Janet's been on Sound Prince many times, and she has some new, exciting information about some technology that's going to be in Dallas at the ACB National Convention. And 
it's some technology that can affect many, many, many people at the convention. Welcome, Janet. Thank you so much for having me, Carla. And yes, this really is very exciting. How many of you have not wanted to attend a convention because you were concerned about finding your way around the hotel? Or how many of you have been wandering around the hotel looking for a volunteer or just kind of needing a little confirmation? Am I going the right direction? I know the restroom is around here somewhere. Where is it? Well, this year, thanks to MD Support and their partner, MD Foundation, they are donating indoor navigation technology to ACB's convention that will give, it's a guidance system that sends audible instructions and location descriptions to an iDevice or Android phone. So you can be walking through the hotel and you'll get a verb, there's an app that you can download and it will tell you basically what you are passing. It will say Houston Ballroom on your right or men's restroom or kitchen table restaurant. So it will direct you to find your way around the convention. How that, cool is that? That is very cool because I don't care how great your mobility skills are. There's a point at the convention when you may need just someone to make sure to point you in the right direction. And the thing is, it could be one in the morning, you, you know, you're walking around and you suddenly discover there's there's nobody around to ask. So you're that, looking for that early morning breakfast and you're in a section of the convention hotel that you haven't been to. Right. Right. Yep. So that could be that can be just fabulous and especially with this hotel because this is a large large hotel. Things are um as we said in a previous sound prints, the the hotel has pretty much straight lines to get to places, yes. but it's still big. There's there's still a lot to learn and to absorb in a day or two to get you up to up and running to the convention. And this way, if you've got an Apple, an iPhone, or an Android phone, um, you've got your navigation system right there. I think it's going to really be helpful, and it's going to enhance everyone's convention experience. And I'll have to tell you that someone who has never wanted to have an iPhone, (laughs) I actually went out and got an iPhone just so that I could avail myself of this. And they have this equipment at the San Francisco airport, and I understand it's been working very well. Mm -hmm. Well, and, and so now we're going to have it at ACB. And this this is just going to be great, Janet. That will that will really, I think, enhance the convention experience for many people who have a hard time getting around. Um, and and even though ACB has great volunteers, we absolutely every year have just super volunteers, but. Um, in a in they can't a large be everywhere at all times. No, they just can't, and you can't have volunteers around twenty four hours a day, totally staffed just where you happen to be, where each person happens to want to be. You have just returned from a trip to Dallas. I have. The city of Dallas is so excited about having our convention, and so wanting to make this convention a success. They just brought me out to Dallas, and they had a meeting with the Convention and Visitors Bureau and Sheraton Hotel staff, and they invited someone from the airport commission person 
from both DFW and from Love Field. So it was the head person at the airport who was there. It was the person who is in charge of Go Yellow Checker Shuttle who is doing our shuttle service for ACB convention. And I happen to mention that I haven't sent out a link for our shuttle service yet because the link that they have has not was not very accessible. Mm-hmm. So I've been trying to work with them on that. By the time I got back yesterday from Dallas, I already had a an email from the web designer of their service, of their website, asking how they could help make it more accessible for us, oh, the shuttle service. That's great. So that was wonderful. We had the head of the taxi association. We had, um, it was just a police um, commander. We had about 20 different people who came to this meeting to learn about ACB and our convention and who have the ability to do things to make our convention as accessible and enjoyable as possible. We had the head of the restaurant association there who is going to promote Braille menus at all the restaurants in the area, promote our convention and encourage them to get Braille menus. I mean, it was just phenomenal. I was so impressed. Dallas is really welcoming and really anxious to have us and make it the most successful convention. Right. That that as person who's been where you're sitting now, been the convention coordinator for a number of years for ACB, you are correct. That I can tell you that that is very unusual. I in all the years that I worked with the convention, I I never had a um a community, a city um, get that group of people, all of those people together at one time. It's sometimes you, you meet with these people, um, most of them, or you meet with people that are representative of all those areas. But, uh, for example, in the area of restaurants, it's, it, it, instead of meeting with the head of the restaurant association, it's um, either you know through the convention bureau or restaurants one by one, it's a much bigger job, yeah. and and you know taxis are the same way. Um, the airports, you know, you 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 work with the airport, but sometimes you you know you're not talking to the top person. This is such a well coordinated effort on the part of Dallas and it's highly it's I think this is the first time at least to my knowledge that this has happened they asked me about that they said well how have other cities handled this and I'm like I said well they certainly haven't done as much as you have oh no I I have worked with convention bureaus a little bit before as Carla said and they've you know been helpful but nothing like this so Dallas is so excited to have us so we all need to show them our appreciation mm-hmm. by coming to the convention mm-hmm. and getting out mm-hmm. there and enjoying the city. Right, right. Um, there's a lot of neat things falling into place for this convention. And you were telling me about a possible new uh, additional tour just the other day. I, I was, yes. Now, for those of you who read the Braille Forum, there is an article in the January Braille Forum that talks about all the different tours that we have planned for Dallas. There was one that is was missing in this tour because we didn't have uh, confirmation of times and we weren't certain if we were going to be able to make it work or not. However, on Tuesday evening, July 6th, we plan to go to a Texas Rangers game. That, that'll be fun. Tuesday evening tour. We haven't been able to have, we haven't had an evening tour 
in quite some time, so this is going to be very exciting. And we will also have, prior to the game, a tour of uh, the field. Oh, that'll be good. And, of yeah. course, being Dallas and being mm-hmm. hot during the day, it's going to be nice going to an evening game. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, so that'll be Tuesday evening. That'll be Tuesday evening. And mm-hmm. for those of you who haven't read the Braille form, I'm just going to mention a couple of the all-day tours at this point, if I may. Oh, sure. Uh, the first Friday, speaking of sports, we are going to AT&T Stadium. And huh. I took that tour this fall, and that was very nice. And even though I'm not a Cowboys fan, standing <laughs> out on the 50-yard line with the star, that was very exciting. Oh, yes. I have to yep. say. Yep. Um, we are also going to go to a rodeo that Friday evening, Mesquite Rodeo, including yep. a Texas barbecue dinner. That will be fun. Yep. And the last tours of the convention will be our visit to South Fork Ranch. For all of you Dallas TV show fans and non-Dallas fans, it's really very exciting to see the ranch. And the person who will be conducting our tour was extremely enthusiastic and made everything come alive through her information. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that was very exciting. And the final tour will be a visit to Riding Unlimited where you can go horseback riding if you choose. If you don't wish to ride, we will, in addition, be having hay rides. We'll have a barbecue, and it'll be a great time if you want to bring your guitar and sit around the campfire and sing. Oh, that just have a final relaxing great. evening. Yeah, yeah. How much fun. So we have a lot of things lot of things going on. We're also going to visit an outlet store where you can get your cowboy hats. Uh-huh. That, and well, Janet, and and if you don't want to do one of the big tours at the beginning or the end of the week, there's more stuff in between oh. too. There there are other tours, smaller, shorter tours. Things. Of course, mm-hmm. we're having our sweet tooth tour as always on Wednesday. Got to go buy that candy. <laughs> yes, and I believe this time it looks like we're going to visit. They are not manufacturers, so you will not be seeing how candy is made, but we are going to visit two retail establishments. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you can Shoppers Delight. Shoppers Delight. Absolutely. Chocolate, chocolate and non-chocolate people alike will find something, that, something mm-hmm. for them there. Mm-hmm. We good. are going to the Tolerance and Holocaust Remembrance Museum. Oh, I've heard that's phenomenal. I did not get to visit that last fall, but I was told by the people who visited it, the quote that I was given was, quote, bring a hanky. And we will also have a Holocaust survivor speaking to us. Oh. That's going to be pretty amazing. Yeah. That will be a very popular tour. A couple of other museums, the Meadows Mm -hmm. Art Museum and the uh, Biblical Art Museum, both of which, and you wouldn't think, well, what art museums, what, well, you know, you might be, but both of them are really working to make art accessible for people who are blind and visually impaired. Mm-hmm. And it's wonderful when an establishment like that works, wants our business and wants to make things accessible. For oh, us. usually you have to you have talk to a long time to get them to be yes. interested in letting you come in the door. That's right. So yeah. this is going to be, this is going to be very exciting. Yeah, but Janet, the now to sign, people often say, "Well, good, can I go and sign up?" And the answer is not yet. No, not yet. You have to get you be patient. <laughs> but you can make your hotel reservation right now. 
Uh, Pre-registration we plan to have open on May 28th, Mm -hmm. and it will run through June 25th. Okay. And that will be your chance to do your registration for the convention. And again, that will be online or by phone? Online or by phone, Mm -hmm. or if you... If someone wants to request a paper registration, you can, but generally you can handle everything online or with our great phone call registration people. So okay. that should be very All right. Convention helpful. dates are July 3 to 11, and July and 3 is the first Friday, and that is um, and with the 11th being a Saturday. A Saturday which you, be and you Friday. don't have to go to the whole convention. No, you can you go don't. to part. And we have a lot of people who just come for a few days, Right. and that's fine. Mm-hmm. We, you know, it's not the kind of convention where you have to be there from the first moment to the last. Right, right. You come for what interests you, come for what you can attend, mm-hmm. and don't feel badly if you can only make it for three or four days. That's fine. We welcome you. Hotel um, is the Sheraton Dallas. Right. On the, Olive Street in, and in the rates are, Dallas. The rates are 89 and night. Is that across the board? Single, yeah. double, triple, quad. That's double, a good deal. Quad. Yes. Yeah. And the phone number is one eight 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 six two seven eight one nine one. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I was talking to the hotel when I was there this weekend, and I said, "Now, with now, I was given a little additional information. Generally, they're going to be putting everyone in the north and center towers. Mm-hmm. Those are the two towers that are a little bit closer to the meeting rooms, but it doesn't." The South Tower is also accessible, but the South Tower is just a little bit further. Yes, and, it is. But if yeah. you choose to have a king room, the South Tower is the place that they would that you would be staying in. Otherwise, oh. the North Tower or the Center Tower, the North Tower is where the suites will be uh, for any of our events that are held in suites, such as the executive director and the president's suite. Mm-hmm. And okay. the suites that our special interest groups will have. So okay. That's in the North Tower. Mm-hmm. Okay. And is the center ta- the central tower, is that the one with microwaves? Yes. Okay. All right. So so there's a lot of options um in in with the uh hotel reservations. Yes. And we do and make urge... sure you mention you're with A C B. Well this is really gonna be great. Um Janet... Don't get your iPhones, your i your i devices oh, yes. and your Android phones. Absolutely. Get them out so you can learn how to work them. Right. <laughs> Spoken from a person who's from still person learning. Who right? can't answer her phone yet. <laughs> right. Don't wait till two weeks before the convention to get the iPhone. I did that. Did. <laughs> yes. I did that in 2011, and I was convention coordinator, and I'd be walking along, and the phone would ring, and I couldn't answer it. And once I did get to talk to the person, I couldn't hang it up. Mm-hmm. It was, and people were laughing at me all over the place. Oh, you can't answer your phone while all you do is this and that, you know. And it was really something. So do get that phone and have give yourself some time to get oriented to it and practice. Once you do, you'll love it. It's I think great. if you can manage to do it, I think mm-hmm. it's going to be worth it. Oh. If for nothing else, for the navigational, thanks to MD Oh, yes. Support. Oh, and may I give a website in yes. case anyone has additional, yes. would like additional Absolutely. information? There is a website that has a little information about the uh, units, the beacons, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. And that is http colon backslash, backslash www.mdsupport.org. Period org 
slash audio guide, A-U-D-I-O-G-U-I-D-E. And that is the website to get a little more information about these Audible Beacons. And uh, thank you very much, Carla, for having me on your show. And I'm sure I'll be back again before the convention. Oh, we'll do this again in March probably for an update. The Kentucky Council of the Blind and its chapters provide information, advocacy, activities, and telephone support for people who are blind or visually impaired. Join our email list, visit our website, and of course, listen to Soundprints each and every week. To learn more, call us at 502-895-4598, drop us an email at kcb at igloo.com, or visit our website at kentucky-acb.org. Page three. With me on Soundprints now is Jack Kennedy. You will recall that uh, Jack has been a guest on Soundprints before when he was working for the Kentucky Office for the Blind as an assistant director with the Kentucky Business Enterprises program. Jack, we're real glad to have you on Soundprints with us. Well, thank you, Carla. I'm happy to be here. Jack, uh, left the Kentucky Office for the Blind in December for a new job with a nonprofit that's pretty well known to people in the Lexington area. And we've caught up with Jack, and we would like to talk about his new position. So, Jack, tell us about your new job. Sure. Uh, I have uh, taken a job with Independence Place, which is, of course, um, an independent living facility um, program in Lexington, and I am working uh, with uh, Pam Glisson and uh, a few other good folks there to uh, help provide services to folks with disabilities all around the state. Mm-hmm. Okay. And what kind of things do you, do you provide? Of course, we do um, independent living uh, services. We also... Uh, we work with the with the WIPA project, which is the work incentive uh, project, where we help folks uh, evaluate what their what their benefits are and how they can uh, work and and be employed and and how it would affect their benefits and how they could continue uh, to work and 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 still keep some benefits and things like that. And it's just a it's an incentive program to help folks work mm-hmm. and, and stay employed. Um, that's a big program, of course. Uh, we also uh, are wanting to get into the supported employment um, field, and we are uh, we've actually submitted our application for supported employment mm-hmm. uh, with the Office for Vocational Rehab and and are awaiting that. But that's a a customized uh, employment program that really looks into what a person's um, interests and skills are so that we could try to uh, not just find them a job but match them with, you know, a job that's really well-suited for them and a job that they're really well-suited, you know, with the employer. It's a, it's a, it's a, a relationship process, really, with with the employer and the consumer and uh, and the supported employment specialist to make sure that everybody is uh, on the same page and really, really uh, a good match 
for a position where they have, you know, more of a, a career in, in something that they enjoy instead of just, you know, the first job that, that comes along. Mm-hmm. So that's a, that's a program that we're, that we're really excited about. Uh, of course, of course there is, um, NFB newsline that, um, that independence place, um, is still involved with. And then, um, I'll tell you what I'm, what I'm really excited about, um, are some new programs that we want to um, see if we can really get off the ground and really make grow. And they have to do with um, uh, adaptive rec mm-hmm. uh, opportunities. We are working right now. We have put together some training opportunities for teachers in the state, mm-hmm. um, uh, TBIs, um, PE teachers, really any teacher that has um, interaction with uh, students that may have some disabilities. Um, and what we're doing is we have we have uh, partnered with the USABA and the Paralympics to bring in some gold medal athletes, gold medal coaches to come to Kentucky. And we are going to put on a training program to help these teachers with some adaptive rec so that, so that they have uh, some knowledge as to uh, great ways to help folks in their classes that maybe they're not real sure uh, what to do. Maybe they haven't had any training with, um, with someone that's in a wheelchair. Maybe they haven't had training with someone who may have a visual impairment. And so we're bringing folks to town. Um, uh, Lex Steele is a uh, Paralympic gold medalist in track, and he's blind. And he's going to come to Kentucky along with, uh, I believe, two other, uh, two other gold medal athletes and, um, and a gold medal coach. And they're going to come to Kentucky and provide some training for our teachers. And the good thing about this training is that we have uh, spoken with the Department of Education, and they are going to let us or or let their teachers have professional development credits, and they're going to let their administrators have leadership credit Mm -hmm. for attending these trainings. That's great. it is, and and the teachers, uh, you know, the teachers need these credits every year as do the administrators, and so what we're hoping to do is provide uh, not only a unique opportunity bringing in these gold medal athletes and things, but also uh, an opportunity to have some fun while they're getting these credits. We're going to have them out playing goal ball, and we're going to have them, you know, playing wheelchair basketball. So they're going to be getting these credits and learning these different uh, sports and things and uh, and having a good time at the same time so we hope that that's uh, we hope that that's incentive enough for for uh, for some good participation so the um, the programs that you're working with now are not just programs that are exclusively for blind or visually impaired people they are cross disability programs Absolutely. Okay. We, we we are really wanting to, you know, we're really wanting to uh, 
be uh, a center that works with all disabilities, uh, you know, intellectual disabilities and, and anything um, that we can do to, to help, you know, provide opportunities for, for everyone. That's what we're going to, that's what we're going to try to do. Right, right. Well, that sounds really exciting. Um, the, uh, the, the teacher training sounds really good. I think that there's a big need for that because oftentimes the public school teacher, the local school teacher does not know how to provide uh, those programs. They might have a touch of that type of training when they're in college, but th to really have to really have people who are examples of the kinds of things that can be done um, doesn't happen a lot in just general education programs. Right, and we have found just in the in the few weeks that I've been there, we've gone to a couple of different schools. We we stopped in to uh, to talk to their special ed teachers and their PE teachers, and we've 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 brought them into the gym and talked a little bit about what we're going to do, and just to see their reaction in five minutes of talking to them has been amazing because it hasn't failed that they have looked at us and said, when can we get started with this? I mean, they've been really excited. Mm -hmm. And um, it's been very encouraging to me because we're just, you know, we're just at the tip of the iceberg here. I mean, it, mm -hmm. it could be something that really, really grows and, uh, and really provides a lot of opportunities for not only folks with disabilities, but for the, for the people that are there to educate and help these uh, students and things. So mm -hmm. we're excited about it. In other areas, for example, in the area of independent living, the, the independent living, the cross-disability independent living centers are a little bit different than what um, the um, blind community thinks of when they say independent living services. So explain those cross-disability independent living services that, you know, that independence place usually, you know, has been providing. Um, sure, sure. Well, of course, you know, yeah, we, we touch more than, than just the, the visual impairments and, and things like that. Mm -hmm. You know, we, well, as I said earlier, we work with uh, people with you know learning disabilities, intellectual disabilities, mm -hmm. uh, and and any type of disability really, and and we try to you know we we help them with uh, housing assistance or you know if they've had their if they've had their uh, heat shut off you know mm -hmm. things like that and uh, you know help them with uh, um, adaptive technology and and uh, just uh, an array. Of different services and of course you know um, like I said earlier a big focus too is on is on um, you know employment if they're, if they're trying to keep a job or and and they're having difficulty with um, you know maybe some tech that they're using or, or something like that we try to help there and and uh, it's just it's just a really really wide range but mm -hmm. um, but what we try to do and um, you know, is, is provide that assistance, you know, from early childhood all the way to, you know, folks that are that are up in up in age a little bit, and and just try to provide some services to them that 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 
give them some independence and and uh, and and you know makes life a little a little less uh, hectic for folks. Okay, so if a person out there is having a problem, let's say with their with housing or um, with their with their electric, um, let's say their electric bill, do they contact? They contact Independence Place. Then, then what? What do you do from they, that point? To they help do. They con they'll contact Independence Place. We'll put them in touch with uh, with with one of our counselors, one of our benefit folks, mm -hmm. and um, you know they'll just get their information. They'll find out what's going on, and and we'll proceed from there. But the first thing they need to do is uh, is call Independence Place, call the office, mm -hmm. and uh, and you know tell us what's going on. Let us get some information. Let us do, you know, some try to research exactly what their situation. Of course, you know, right. every situation everything is different. Everything is different. Everyone got, is different. But, yeah, but we've got folks in the office that are, you know, prepared for those. And um, so they call the office, uh, give us their info, let us know what the situation is exactly, and and we'll take it from there. We'll We'll see exactly what we can do. So, Jack, let's give our listeners the phone number for Independence Place. Absolutely. Our number is 859-266-2807. Okay, 859-266-2807. That's yes. in the Lexington area. And Independence Place is located right next door to the Bluegrass Council of the Blind. We're always giving their address here. Um, it is the same street address, 1093 South Broadway in Lexington. So um, what's the suite number, Jack? Is that 1224? Or? I believe it's 1224. Okay, yeah. Um, and so that's that's really great to hear about, about all those services. In chatting with you before the interview began, just as we were getting ready to, just as we were setting up our uh, equipment here, you told me that you uh, play in a band, and I had no idea <laughs> that you were a musician and played with a band um, in, in Lexington. So tell us about that side of Jack. First of all, we can use the term musician very loosely here. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I know how to play a little guitar, but we have a fantastic guitar player in our band, and, and I hardly ever get to touch my guitar anymore, but that's okay. Okay. <laughs> um, I, I, I am the singer for uh, a band out of Lexington called Cot Red Handed. These guys have been together for 14 years playing music together, and uh they had a need back in the summertime for um, a singer, and they contacted me, and we started playing together in July. So I'm still the new guy, but um, but a fun band. We play a lot of a uh, lot of cover music. We can go anywhere from Joe Cocker to John Cougar Mellencamp to Michael Jackson, and uh, and we'll play a lot of uh, blues numbers, um, Don Henley or Bill Withers or uh, some of those uh, Clapton, you know, some mm -hmm. of that type of music. And mm -hmm. then everything that we do is dance music, though. So if it's a blues song, it's going to be an upbeat blues song. And then, uh, you know, we'll play Cool in the Gang or we'll play uh, uh, The Temptations. And everything oh. that we do is geared around getting folks on the dance floor and just having them dance from the first song to the last song. So it's it's a lot of fun. 
well, had no idea what you <laughs> learn when you call up to do a sound prints interview. <laughs> A lot of people, uh, a lot of people, when they when they see me, you know, working and and doing that type of thing, they 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 seem to forget that, uh, you know, that I that I might have a life outside of uh, outside of the office. Yeah, yeah. Well, that is very cool. <laughs> That's why I'm a little bit hoarse today, Carla. And I apologize for that, but uh, we were we were out uh, playing in Lexington last night, and um, and so you know with. Uh, with those hours, of course, I get home a little bit late in the evening, and then yes. my children get me up very early in the morning. So there's not a lot of uh, there's not a lot of in between time. Right, right. <laughs> well, that's just really neat. Well, Jack, we sure wish you all the best in your new position at Independence Place. Um, I, I think that's really exciting. Sounds like you all have a lot of really neat programs coming up in the future. And hope you'll keep us informed about them here on Soundprints. I absolutely will, Carla, and I really appreciate uh, your interest, and and uh, and I look forward to talking to you again very soon. Page four. With me here at a table at the GLCB Game and Craft Night is Rick Roderick. Rick is president of the Kentucky Association of the Deaf-Blind, and he's going to tell us about this organization. We've never heard from KADB on Soundprints before. Rick, we're glad you're with us. I'm glad to be here and glad to have the opportunity to let you know about my organization, or our organization. The Kentucky Association of the Deaf-Blind got started, I guess it would have been early 90s. Uh, we are a statewide organization, and we really have three main things that we do. Uh, we have, we do some, we do a lot of uh, you know, educational type things. Let people know about new technology, about ways of communicating, we uh, physical fitness stuff like that, and a lot of that occurs at our retreat, which I'll get back to. We also do uh, recreational things. Uh, we have a Christmas party every year. We have a, a lot of games at our retreats, and then we uh, and we also uh, the, and then the other thing we do is we have crafts at the retreat, and so we do stuff like that as well. Yes, we do horseback riding. Uh, lately, that's been every year, and it's done. In uh, eastern Kentucky, I can't think of the town right offhand. Uh, is that part of the, your retreat? The retreat is held. We've we've had it for it's it's the second week in April. I think the see the dates are the eighth, ninth, and tenth. Mm -hmm. And there it's it's called the Government Leadership Center. Uh, it's in around near Fawbush, Kentucky, which I guess is not terribly far from Somerset, that area. Okay. South Central, I think mm -hmm. you call that. Mm -hmm. And that's where our main focus of activity is at this point. Mm -hmm. And it really has been for a number of years. So that's where we elect officers or board members. This year it's going to be board members. Mm-hmm. Okay. And in the fall, I know that you sometimes have um, 
you, you sometimes have an activity in the fall too, right? Sometimes. It really varies by the year. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, have, oh, we always have a, we have a picnic usually in August, mm-hmm. and that has been held at various places. We used to have it in Frankfurt a lot, and last year it was at uh, Tom Sawyer State Park, which is not very far from the McDowell Center. And this year, that our next activity, by the way, we didn't have a Christmas party this year, so we're going to have a Valentine's Day party, which is going to be held right here at uh, United Crescent Hill Ministries on State Street. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we what hope are the we times of that? Get a good turnout for that, and that's mm-hmm. on the fourteenth from mm-hmm. eleven to three. Okay. All right. And Rick, who who is eligible to participate in KADB? Uh, There are members and there are associate members, but our members must have a dual sensory impairment. Now, that can be, that's quite a range. There are some of us like me who are, uh, have some hearing and may not have vision. Uh, There are other people who are deaf and who use sign language. And the beauty of our group is that we've managed with the different kinds of dual sensory impairments. We've managed to stay together <laughs> and be one group. And that's, that's really quite an accomplishment. I think one of the things that's really helped us with that is having good SSPs and interpreters. Oh, yeah. An SSP mm-hmm. is a support service provider. And it's with those, with, with, and with the help we've gotten from the people at, uh, primarily the people from Eastern Kentucky University and that interpreter program, uh, and they really, they, they really pull out all the stops as far as helping us at the retreat. Everybody who needs help gets help. Mm-hmm. Well, um, also sitting here at the table with us is Sue Ellen Milo. And Sue Ellen, you moved here to Louisville uh, two or three years ago now, and um, you are part of this of KADB. When you moved here, uh, had you participated in similar organizations in other in other places that you've lived, or is this this sort of a unique group? This is unique. I participated briefly in something that they were just starting in New Mexico called Zia Club shortly before I moved away from Albuquerque. It was just getting off the ground and it was like KDB, a group for sensory, for dual sensory impaired people for deaf blind. It was still kind of forming itself and trying to become defined as to what it exactly was. And there really weren't, I was really the only hard of hearing person. It was mostly all people who were totally deaf and and blind. Um, so it wasn't quite the right fit for me. Mm-hmm. But this group is unique in that it does have quite a mix. And they really, it's really about finding the workarounds. And last year at the retreat, the, I ended up with a roommate who was totally deaf, who used sign language pretty much exclusively, and I don't know how to sign. Oh. And our workaround that we eventually came up with was iDevices, 
we put in each other's contact information and we text it. And so in, in the membership of KADB then, people, if I'm understanding what, you're te- what y'all are saying, people who have a hearing impairment of some kind can participate uh, if they are blind and then have a, a hearing loss. People who have um, primarily, let's say, who are, who are deaf, but then who have another uh, sensory impairment, let's say some, some visual loss, can also participate. And it's, is it the whole spectrum? It is the whole spectrum. Uh, it's, uh, we have a lot of people with Usher syndrome, but mm-hmm. that's not exclusively mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. by any means. Okay. Uh, okay. I don't really know. In my, in my case, I could you know, hear while really pretty well up until my sophomore year of college, and then it's just gradually gotten worse, and I wear a hearing aid and a cochlear implant. Wow, okay. And uh, so there are... You know, and everything from something much more minor to, to a real major uh, sensory impairment. Well, we are going to to need to, to run. We certainly appreciate both of you talking to us about this. And please, when there are activities that KADB is doing or there's something that you think our listeners would like to know about, let us know and we'll have you on Soundprints again. Thank you. We'll keep you posted. Page 5. The Sound Prince Calendar. Here are events and programs for the month of February. Unless otherwise indicated, you can join conference calls on this calendar by dialing 267-507-0400 and entering code 294444. Bluegrass Council of the Blind Activities are held at the Bluegrass Council office located at 1093 South Broadway, Suite 1230 in Lexington. You do need to register for BCB events and activities. Their phone number is 859-259-1834. Greater Louisville Council of the Blind Activities are held at the United Crescent Hill Ministries located at 150 South State Street in Louisville. Please register for GLCB events by calling us at 502-895-4598. February 3, 10, 17, and 24 will be Greater Louisville Council of the Blind Education and Technology Nights. They're from 4.30 to 8.30 p.m. and doors open at 4 o'clock. There's a special topic or speaker each week. On February 3, We'll be learning to read mail with a KNFB reader. On February 10, we'll be talking about how blind and visually impaired people handle personal finances. Weekly activities at the EdTech Nights include growing your family tree, help with iPhone, iPad, computers, and more. Dinner served about 530 and it's $5 per person. On February 4th, KCB will hold its next PR membership committee meeting on the conference line at 8 p.m. On February 5 will be a retirement reception for talking book narrator Mitzi Friedlander. It's at the American Printing House for the Blind from 5.30 to 7 p.m. APH is at 1839 Frankfort Avenue in Louisville. Call Roberta Williams at 502-895-2405. Also on February 5th, the American Council of Blind Lions will hold its monthly conference call. We'll be discussing activities coming up at the 
ACB National Convention, as well as sharing information about our local clubs. The call is at 9 p.m. The number to call is 712-432-3900, and the code is 796096. On February 6, the Bluegrass Council of the Blind invites you to demonstrating assistive technology and accessibility training from 10 to 11 p.m. at the Bluegrass Council office in Lexington. Call them to register for this event. On February 6, 20, and 27, the Greater Louisville Council of the Blind will host game and craft nights from 4.30 to 8.30 p.m. Dinner served at about 5.30, $5 per person at UCHM. We'll be playing cards, various types of dice games, and also participating in lots of fun crafts. On February 7, the American Printing House for the Blind invites you to crafting tactile valentines, gifts, and cards. At 10.30 a.m. to noon, learn to craft cards, jewelry, and gifts for your valentine from tactile materials. Leave with one completed project and knowledge to make many more. Free, but space is limited. Call APH at 502-899-2213 for more information. Also on February 7, the Greater Louisville Council of the Blind and the KCB Next Generation are hosting a quarterly workshop, meeting, and spaghetti dinner from 2 to 7 p.m. The bargain table opens at 1.30. Check page 1 of this week's sound prints for more information. On February 8, the Tri-State Library users and the Guide Dog users of Kentucky invite you to join their conference call about Doggy Tales, where you can share your favorite books and stories about dogs at 8 p.m. on the conference line. On February 9, the Bluegrass Council of the Blind is beginning a new activity. It's called Community Outings. It happens the second Monday of each month, and the February activity is at Asian Wind, 3735 Palomar Center Drive, number 40 in Lexington. It's from 5 to 6.30 p.m. Call Bluegrass Council for more details. On February 10, the Bluegrass Council Board will hold its meeting from 9 to 10.30 a.m. at the BCB office. On February 10, the Support Alliance for the Visually Impaired, SAVVY, will have its February meeting from 1 to 3 p.m. Central Time at the Wing Avenue Baptist Church, 628 Wing Avenue in Owensboro. Call Rick Bogus at 270-684-4418 or Bill Roberts at 270-485-8170 for more information. On February 12, the Northern Kentucky Council of the Blind will hold its February meeting at 7 p.m. by conference call. Dial 605-475-4700 and enter code 155619. For more information about the Northern Kentucky Council, call Jerry Slusher at 859-781-7369. The Greater Louisville Council of the Blind will hold its next bingo on Friday, February 13, 4.30 to 7.30 p.m. at United Crescent Hill Ministries. We'll be having pizza, $2 to play bingo, $1.50 per slice for pizza. Call GLCB to register in advance. On February 14, the GLCB board will meet at 11 a.m. on the conference line. 
And on February 14, the Kentucky Association for the Deaf Blind will hold its Valentine Party at United Crescent Hill Ministries from 11 a.m. to 3 p.m. On February 15, the KSB Alumni Board will meet at 8 p.m. on the conference line. And on February 16, the KCB Board will meet at 8 p.m. also on the conference line. On February 19, the Kentucky Regional Braille Challenge will take place at the Kentucky School for the Blind and the American Printing House for the Blind, 1867 Frankfurt Avenue in Louisville. For more information, call KSB at 502-897-1583. February 21-24 is the ACB Mid-Year Board Meeting, Affiliate President's Meeting, Legislative Seminar, and Visit to Capitol Hill in Arlington, Virginia and Washington, D.C. Get more info by calling the ACB National Office at 202 467-5081 or 800-424-8666. On February 23, Guide Dog Users of Kentucky will have its next membership call at 7 p.m. on the conference line. February 24 is the next demonstrating assistive technology and accessibility training at the Bluegrass Council office in Lexington. This time it's from 5 to 6 p.m. and you do need to call ahead to register. On February 25, the Bluegrass Council of the Blind will have its February Peer Support VIP meeting from noon to 2 p.m. at its office in Lexington. The program for February is Transportation Options, including Red Cross Wheels, Independent Transportation Network, Uber, and others. And, of course, wind up the month with the GLCB Game and Craft Night on Friday evening, February 27 at UCHM. If you have questions about the Kentucky Council of the Blind or need information on resources for people with vision loss, call us at 502-895-4598 or email us at kcb at com. Sound Prince is a production of the Kentucky Council of the Blind and is heard each week on ACB Radio Mainstream at acbradio.org, Central Kentucky Radio I at radioi.org, and the KCB website at www.kentucky-acb.org. Complete schedule information is also available on the website. Sound Prince is underwritten by the Louisville Downtown Lions Club, and by the American Printing House for the Blind. This is Carla Rushable for Sound Prints. Have a great week, everybody.